What's up, all you awesome anglers, and welcome to the Large Mouthed Angler Podcast, where we help you pull more fish in. My name's Herschel. I'm the Large Mouthed Angler, and I'm going to be your host. I know that bass fishing is hard. It takes a lot of time that we don't really have, so I'm going to be here to teach you all the tips and tricks that you need to make the most of that little time and just catch more fish. Today, we're going to be talking about pond bank fishing and the mistakes that you're making. I am an urban angler and there's a ton of small retention ponds and community lakes as they call them all over that are fun to fish and I want to go over with you today some basic things that are super super key when bank fishing at a pond. Um, some of you are probably going to be giving me the face palm and can't believe that I'm saying some of this stuff but I cannot tell you how many times that I see people making these same mistakes, not catching fish, and me just going right in behind them and catching fish just by following some simple things. So here's my top common mistakes to keep in mind when bank fishing at a pond. Fishing a pond, it really starts before you even leave the house. So take a look at how you're dressed. Are you wearing your favorite chartreuse fishing performance shirt with that awesome logo or picture that shows everyone how much you love fishing? Good. I need you to take it off. Put it away. What you really need is you need to wear something dark or to be more specific, clothing that kind of matches where, what you're going to be around. Think of like the fish looking up at you from underwater match the color of the sky that day or the trees and stuff around you. Uh, my favorite color is camo, but you don't have to wear just that. Many times I'll even wear black or blue, um, like a running shirt because it's dark, but it also is cooler to wear because of the fabric. Another mistake that many people make is bringing everything in the kitchen sink. We get caught up in needing a different rod and reel for all these presentations and that's all nice and everything when you've got a boat and everything can be stored away and you have it right then and there with you. But that's kind of silly to do with pond fishing. You need to make it easy enough for you to move around. Um, personally, I carry one rod and one reel. And it's usually a bait casting setup. That doesn't mean I'm going to knock spinning tackle or anything. I think that stuff's great because it can provide a good all-around rod too. But my personal favorite is my bait casting setup. I have a Daiwa Zillion. TWS 631 gear ratio reel on it. Um, I actually picked this up on Tackle Warehouse last year for just a little over $100, which is amazing because it was a $300 reel when it came out. The reel is a decent all-around speed that I can work with, and it's capable of casting um, some of my lighter tackle pretty easy as well. For a rod, my current favorite is my 7.6 medium heavy power moderate fast action custom rod that my friend Corey with Burns Outdoors built for me. But if I'm going to be fishing a pond that has more overhang um, above brush around me, I've actually got a six foot six medium power fast action Shimano rod that is awesome. And I can be pretty accurate with that as well. Um, you know, I typically spool up my reel with braid. And if there's anything that I need fluorocarbon for, I just tie on a leader. But now I don't always do that. Sometimes I do go straight floral all the way. Um, if you've got a good knot, you keep checking it, you'll be fine with a leader. So that's kind of why a lot of times I still stick with the braid. Whatever you do, get something that can handle many different setups. Um, for tackle, I suggest getting a backpack or a bag, something that can 
just carry more than enough tackle. Um, you'd be surprised what more than enough actually is. Um, I keep all of my soft plastics in their packaging, and then I put them in a large bag inside that backpack. Um, it shaves off a little of the weight, and that makes a big difference when you're walking a few miles. Um, but as far as boxes are concerned, yes, I have a I have a terminal tackle box. I have a box that has uh, some top waters in it and some of my spinner baits and i've got another box with some crankbaits along with my soft plastics it helps that i have more than enough setups to do and i don't have a super heavy bag um, when i'm on a pond where i usually don't see many people i'll really set this by a tree somewhere nearby me and fish a spot or two and this way i don't have to always have it on me but it's close enough that if i decide to change what i'm throwing i can uh, just simply go back and, and change out my lure. and But I try and throw a pair of pliers in my back pocket, and that way when I do catch something and you're trying to get a hook out and you can't, um, it's not too far away from you in your tackle box. It's just right there on you. Another mistake that I see a lot of times is that you walk up to the pond and you just start fishing. I know, that's what I said. Many times I will see people just seemingly at random pick a spot and just start throwing out whatever they've got tied on. You can catch fish like that, but you can be more successful if you're purposeful about it. And so uh, what do we do to fix it? Well, here's the way that I approach a pond. The first thing that you want to do when you get there is to do a quick survey of the bassy areas, what they are. So I'm going to look for points. Yeah, so areas that stick out, lily pads, grass, logs, stumps, uh, bridges, docks, water inlets and outlets. Bass are always on the lookout for cover, so look for cover first. Um, this will also start teaching you to look for the little things. I do a lot of urban fishing in ponds that are man-made for drainage in these neighborhoods, although they're called lakes. And many times there's not a lot of cover. So you start looking for the littlest nuances because that's where they're going to be. And you look for the thing that is just a little different from everything else. Another thing that I look for is shade. A lot of times this is created by the surrounding trees and they can make it hard to cast, but the shade gives the bass some of the same feelings that other bits of structure do as well. And this can change throughout the day. Now that you've picked your spot, let's walk there. You know, when I was a kid growing up with my dad, he would pitch a fit at my brother and I when we walked through the woods. He'd always tell us to pick up our feet. He taught us how to roll our feet so that we could walk quieter. And anytime we were around docks, he would do the same thing. I'm not going to go all crazy about being super quiet, but do approach in a stealthy manner. I mean, just realize that sound travels faster and further through the ground and through water than it does in air. Um, Talking's okay, but thrashing yourself around and to, to get to that spot is not. Um, the other thing I want you to be careful about is casting a shadow over the water. Ideally, you want to fish with the sun facing you, but that's not always easy. And if not, try to see if there's a tree or something else nearby that can hide your shadow for you. Um, once you're done fishing a spot, you want to walk away quietly as well. I suggest not walking alongside the bank, but out and away from the bank, then over towards the next spot and move your way back in stealthily. The other night I went out for a walk with my family and we passed our little community pond and my wife was amazed at how many fish we could see when we walked around the edge that were right up along the banks. And maybe you've gone up before and you've seen the swirls. Think about how far away you were when the swirls started and stopped before you got to that point. 
I find this to be about five feet or so from the edge of the bank. And this is typically when I start fishing. I will have my rod set up typically, let's say with something like a Texas rigged worm. And I just pitch it in the area just in front of me and work a little semicircle area as far as I can pitch in all those directions. So this is kind of like fan casting. I can't tell you how many times that I've caught bass within just a foot or two or, you know, five feet from the bank edge. You know, once I fish close by and I've determined that I've found all the fish that I could in those areas, then I say that you can move up some and change your bait if you want. Um, and that's when I really start casting out further. Um, now, the way I go about that is I do a thing called fan casting. I'm sure a lot of you already know about it, but if you don't know what it is, think about laying a semicircle in the water in front of you and the outer edge of which is your maximum distance you can throw. The typical idea of fan casting is to start at one side of that and work your way all the way around uh, to the other. And as far as space between casts, make it far enough apart to be different, but close enough to still be thorough. Um, I find that to be about a foot or less between casts. Two things that I can say about this that I do with a little tweak. Um, one thing I mentioned is finding fish close to the bank. So those fan casts that you make that are most parallel to the edges of the bank seem to be where I get the most bites. And so with that in mind, I actually modify my fan casting. So I do my first cast on one side of the fan and then I switch to the opposite side. And so like if I start uh, on the left side, I immediately go to the right side, all the way opposite, the kind of like 180 degrees from each other. And then back to the original side with that space from the other cast. Um, and then I go back and forth until I complete my fan. So I complete my fan from the outside edges in versus from one side all the way to the other. The other tweak I do is I limit my cast distance. And so think about what we did when we first walked up. Um, we pitched to a small area just in front of us. And so think about fish being out there in front of you in rings or uh, zones that are your semicircles. And so maybe there's a chunk of fish in the first 10 feet and another in the next 10 feet and so on. You can see how we can make these little zones. Well, if I can start my first fan cast parallel and throw something as far as I can, it's possible you might get immediately get a reaction strike. And that's great. Hey, you just caught a fish. But what's not so cool about that is that when you catch that fish, you reel it in, you disturb all the water coming back to you and likely to scare off other fish along the way. So in other words, you casted 30 yards to catch one fish, but there could have been another one at 10, 15, 20, so on. So the beginning part of my fan, my first cast direction is uh, that is parallel is more like three to four or more, just kind of depends on the spot. Maybe it's just a couple of, you know, fan, uh, zones, whatever you want to call there. But that first is that initial pitch that we did walking up. And the second may be another one, uh, another set of pitching once you get up to the edge of the bank and then casting out a little bit further and so on. You know, you need to be the judge of how far or short to cast. Um, and then I repeat that with flipping back and forth to either side of the semicircle. And the last simple mistake that you're making is not analyzing what is going on. And what I mean is, did I get a bite? And if you did get bit, where? Did a recast produce the same results? Or do I need to throw something else out there to try and attract? Are you getting more reaction strikes as soon as the bait hits the water? Or is it happening another time? If you change the style of what you retrieved, does that produce a different result? 
be very purposeful about this. You know, I'm not saying to be hyper analytical and take all the fun out of everything. I do want you to have fun, but pay attention to the clues that you're getting or not getting uh, to make yourself more successful on the next cast. Thank y'all so much for listening. Remember, bass fishing is hard and it takes a lot of time that we don't have. So I'm here to teach you all the tips and tricks that you need to make the most of the little time that you have so you can catch fish more. So please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know about some more mistakes that you see made pond fishing. This is Herschel, the largemouthed angler. Now go out and fish because it's better to go out and not catch fish than it is to stay in watching videos that other people catch on.